Okay. Hello, Joe. How's it going, buddy? I'm back in the saddle, buddy. Getting a little uh, rest. Had a few insurers and stuff like that. You're good to go. Yeah, you know, but I've had like, you know, I was gone for a week. Uh, Little bits and dabs of work here and there. Tried to catch up this weekend. Of course, didn't. And then, you know, for three days, been uh, downtown Miami uh, doing the shows. And um, yeah, I'm. uh, Well, you know, it's. I know you've been doing the seniors tour. You've been doing the seniors tour for Chippendales. I know that. And you just got to remember, you're not 22 years old anymore. Okay. Oh, man. I can't shake it like I used to. Well, you know, you're wearing those spanks and everything. It's just not as fun, is it? Yeah, yeah the tips are way down. Way down. <laughs> yeah, those ageist motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, you know, it's to me when I go to those shows, it's the same thing. I'm just, uh, I guess it's the standing around. You know, it was worse when I used to work at them, you know, when I was younger. And, you know, you're standing behind a booth on that concrete floor for like four days straight. It's like your ankles are killing you. Dude, it's like, I, I remember that. Now, here's the interesting thing. This show, the, uh, the first show had exhibits like that. This show only had like seven tables of exhibitors. And they were like little tables mm. right out, right outside the speakers. This was really focused heavily on, on content. It, it was not focused on uh, uh, exhibitors at all. Like they, and you know, I, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted. Uh, Kyle Ellicott uh, is a big venture capitalist in the Bitcoin space. He and Trevor Owens um, have it, and he did this mm-hmm. this show with two other companies. One that does infrastructure called Atlas, and another one that does uh, um, provides institutional investors with. Um, withholding uh oh, what the fuck is the word i'm looking for when you hold people's assets custody thank you custody son. see this is it everyone watching that's under 50 this is what happens as you get older words come in and then they go away and you don't know what the word was so just be prepared besides nose hair growth ear hair growth you start losing words it's just fucking part of the process it's just you know what one of mine is it's one of mine is it's it's porpoises and pelicans. You know, I was at my brother's place. I'd had a few beers, to be honest, but I saw some like <laughs> pelicans flying. By, you know, like, oh, check out those porpoises! And and everybody's like, "What did he say?" And um, but it's the P. You know, my brain races ahead and it fires on P, and then it hits like water. I guess you know, porpoises and pelicans. So I always mess that one up. So I have to slow it down sometimes. Yeah, the crazy thing is my brain still is functioning the way it always has in terms of the ideas that are rolling, the thoughts that are rolling, what I want to say, the context of it, everything. That's all working fine. But then there'll be a word, mm-hmm. just a fucking word, custody, custody. Uh, anyway, it was run by them. Um, and this, I tweeted this. I said, you know, um, I've been to more fucking shows than I can count, like just more shows. <laughs> Chuck says at least it wasn't penises or words. <laughs> Your P word, penises. <laughs> or yeah, there's a couple of P words that could go there too. Euphoric says, um, sounds like when you get older, it's like constantly being stoned. Yeah, just not as much fun. <laughs> yeah, fun. you don't have the high component. You, you just have the stumbling part. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, anyway, I, I tweeted, I said, you know, I've, I've been to more shows than I can count. This one, 
I would put this probably easily in the top five of the hundreds of however many shows I've been to conferences, expositions, conventions, everything. It was precisely run like down to the, I like, I was thanking, I, you know, I was in the media room and that's where the speakers were coming in and out. And I was thanking the, the woman and the man who were running all of the logistics of this. And it was run like a fucking machine. It was just so impressive. And there's a point to this. I'll get to it in a second. Um, the content and the speakers were top notch. I mean, we're fucking watching Tim Draper, Mark Yusko, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Pompliano, some of the biggest names in institutional finance, some of the biggest names in crypto and DeFi. You know, not, there was no like, oh, let's just grab Joe off the street and fuck, not you, Joe, but let's just grab a Joe off the street and throw him up on stage because we got to fill a fucking slot. There was none of that. Like, absolutely none of that. Top level shit. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, and remind me, um, remind me to talk to you about tax bit in a second. So um, okay. it was run beautifully. And and what I told Kyle when I was leaving yesterday, the, the VC, I said, you know, thank you for inviting me and giving me a VIP pass, which was nice. But the, this is a reflection directly on the way they are building and investing and doing things in the Bitcoin ecosystem because they are a VC that's big in the Bitcoin ecosystem. They're investing, they're a big investor in stacks. They're a big investor in projects and stacks. They have three tiers of startup uh, incubators for the stacks ecosystem that they funded and built, he and, and Trevor. So to me, that's a reflection of the, to run something this well to make to to make it so that it's easy for everybody involved to really get there and get the what they wanted out of it. You know, people are spending two thousand twenty five hundred dollars to, to yeah. for two days. They just they ran it they ran it beautifully. It was packed. Every bit of networking was fucking awesome. I'm I met with the CEO of Draper X, which is one of Tim Draper's um, things. They're decentralizing mm -hmm. venture capital and wow. angels and family offices. Um, just. Just a lot of a lot of really good shit here. That uh, one of the best shows I've ever been to. I mean, I, I, I just everything about it was on spot on, and it's a good reflection on the Bitcoin investment ecosystem and what they're doing. So anyway, yeah. Well, hey, Kyle was the guy who hooked you up, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, Kyle, you know, to get this level of enthusiasm from Brad next year, he needs to be in what I've heard called the new VVIP room. <laughs> very, very important people. You know, that's what it takes to get Brad Gushin and have a little love crush like this. Like, and the food, to be treated special. And the food was phenomenal, too, by the way. There you go. Yeah. Intercontinental Hotel did great. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway. No, so it, is, it is good when you, when you hang with the dudes with all the money. The uh, amenities tend to be a little bit better. You yeah. know, that's, that's what um, I found. So. And, and just a quick note for all the listeners, we're supposed to have a guest today. We haven't, I haven't had a confirmation come back. My system automatically sends out confirmation emails. I haven't had any time because I'm digging out from fucking you know, nine days straight of nothing but other stuff. Um, so we'll see if he shows up or not, Joe. Um, hey, that's right. Other stuff. Tell us about the Thanksgiving trip. Uh, Thanksgiving trip was awesome. Didn't we talk about it on, on Monday? No, we never talked about it. I oh, don't, or did we? That's great. Yeah, we did. We did, Joe. You're having a 50s moment. It's okay. No, no. I just thought I saw it all over Twitter, and I'm just not sure if it was yeah, a show or if it was Twitter, Twitter where I saw it. The, the, the trip yeah. was fantastic. Um, I'm not a parades guy in terms of watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV, but it was fantastic. We were on the front row. I had okay. a lot of fun. Uh, it was really cool to see up close the performers and them excited to be, you know, in fucking Manhattan and thousands of people watching them. It was good. It was fun. It's a good trip. And then we did nice, all the New York, nice. you know, we, we did all the New York stuff. Uh, 
there's a new uh fantastic experience um here's a word gone word gone immersive. anyway uh, immersive, immersive. high-rise uh experience um and i'll it'll come to me what it's called but um it is a three level at the top of this building that are like uh all these immersive three-dimensional light show cool things while looking out at the windows over the tops of manhattan it was absolutely nice. astounding experience just the these people did it i've never seen anything like it and i have a fear of heights and had no fear the entire time you know it, it was really cool I'll, I'll post some pictures sometimes. good uh all right what next quick, shout out to crypto mountain drew who tweeted out today that we are number two on his Spotify list of the most time he spends on shows. And he tweeted it out, uh, tagged me in it. And I just uh, said, thank you to him on the tweet, but I want to shout out to him for uh, acknowledging it, posting it up there. Um, you know, we're number two on his list. Uh, oh, beat the scoop, beat the stalwart, beat chat with traders, all big names in the business. So thanks for recognizing us and thanks for uh, uh, pointing it out to other people. It's always appreciated. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I'm not even sharing screen, am I, Joe? You, you, that's your job. Make sure I'm sharing screen. Um, share that screen, Brad. Aren't you already sharing the universe one, right? No. I yeah, know here we go. Here's, here's Drew's tweet. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. This is uh, Mr. Duroff, the uh, CEO of Telegram, uh, hmm. sent out a message yesterday. Um, if you remember the backstory, uh, <laughs> Niblet says it's easy to lose track of Brad's vacations. Joe must be recalling the other vacate vacation. <laughs> yeah, there's like I think we've had three or four, right, Niblet? I mean, I think we're going to change Brad's name to like at Perpetua wait, Vacation. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, because guess what's happening Monday? Vacation. <laughs> I'm your cruise, out. that's right. But you're but you're doing the show from the ship. So I'm gonna do the show you know. from the ship, and it's gonna be a working cruise. My wife's gonna go off, play at the pool, do whatever, and oh. uh, I'm gonna be working uh the entire week. But you know, we'll go off to the Bahamas and it'll be like this. And live from Miami on the Lido deck, it's Bill by Crypto. <laughs> Free drinks for everybody. <laughs> now that one was kind of forced on us because we had to use the credits before the end of the year for yeah. our, our COVID non-cruise. Anyway, uh, Durov is uh, the CEO of Telegram. And if you remember the backstory was Telegram was building its own blockchain. And <laughs> Niblets, when I die, I want to come back as Brad's luggage. Or you could just, when I die, marry my wife because <laughs> she's the one that makes all this shit happen. <laughs> That's right. We know Brad. Yeah, it's his wife. is the heavy lifter over there. Hell yeah. She's the one that makes <laughs> she is fully focused on us living experiences, man. That's like that's that's uh I wouldn't trade it for anything. Cool. I love it. Brad's going SBF hunting in the Bahamas. I will be at the beach in the Bahamas at one point next week. So, you know, maybe I'll uh maybe I'll go knock on Sam's door, see what's up. Uh, Take a ledger X with you and just hand it to him and say, <laughs> Come on, you need a little help. I'll I'll get this back on for you, don't worry. <laughs> We're looking according for a sponsor. To his, according to his New York Times uh, deal book interview yesterday, he's down to a hundred grand. That's what he said he has in his checking wow. account. Wow, I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah, yeah, his checking account, but you know, but not. He didn't say what he had on chain, did he? No, no. And he said he has one credit card left. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people don't have any. Yeah, but they exactly. have.
Exactly. Exactly. He's just fucking this Buku. up, man. Because he doesn't come across as sincere. I think so, too. He doesn't come across as sincere. He's ignoring his attorney's advice. He's fucked. He's just... It, it's arrogance again, man. It's that whole cult leader arrogance bullshit, and it's going to fuck you every time. It never it never ends well. It never ends well, you know. Uh, so Yeah, you know, it's, it's it, what's interesting with, again, I don't want to get lost on this topic again, but it's that, you know, the cardinal sin was that, you know, you took a bunch of money from TradeFi, basically. And, you know, they FOMO'd in not realizing, wait, this shit's not guaranteed? Yeah, and. Exactly. And then, of course, you screwed up by them well, taking and, their money without their permission. <laughs> That's the big actually, thing. But and actually yeah. said in the deck that it was guaranteed. He said yeah. in the deck in their rounds that the returns were guaranteed. Yeah. So, you know, lots of mistakes there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he needs to shut up. Yeah. You know, you can't talk your way out of this. I, I can't believe they're letting them talk. I think, no. you know, this one broader thing no, you talk about he leaders. Said, and, he said in the interview hmm. yesterday, they told him absolutely stop fucking doing this shit. And he's just ignoring them. Yeah, maybe he's going for an insanity defense. I don't know. But it's like, you know, <laughs> this is like, dude, just stick the gun in your mouth already and get it over with. Because you're doing it in slow motion already. You just don't realize it. He's lying. Um, I, I will tell you, I did. He follows me on Twitter. So I did DM yeah. Yeah, this morning and said, dude, look, you are you are not coming across as sincere. You need to come on and let me interview you. And let's have a real yeah. sincere conversation. He'll never respond. But anyway, it was just, you know. You never know. I mean, he's probably he seems to have that same trade trait what trait that a lot of people have, you know, that need for attention. Yeah. And you know, and that's what's kind of sinking him now. I mean, you see it in other personalities like that too. I mean, you know, it's like to promote and grow a business, let's say, you know, you have to go out and gather all this attention. You know, you gotta promote it. Yep. But then when the shit hits the fan, you really want to be doing the opposite. You know, exactly. you're kind of trying to like lay low a little bit and wait for something else to pop up that's really worse than your story and yep. just kind of try to ride it out and change the cycle. And, you know, nothing but contrition, blah, 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 but not never. Oh, I fucked up. I think I heard him say, yep. or I mismanaged. I mean, you just sunk yourself, dude. Yeah. Um, completely because you know, then it shows intent too. Yep. Um, but what I was getting to real quick is that when you have someone like that and the high profile investors that he had around him, that's what makes all the like the VCs like SoftBank or Sequoia or whomever not do due diligence properly because they say, Oh, Sequoia's in this, they must have checked it out. You know, that becomes the you know. You expect that it's it's all clean. So I could see people fumbling in like that. But I guess to me, it's more that, you know, when you pay all this money to, you know, say influencers, I mean, he was doing the trade fight ones, obviously, the DC guys buying, you know, contributing all the politicians, both sides of the aisle, evidently, you know, hanging with like, you know, big time political celebrities. You get that kind of cachet where everybody wants to be part of that. And so they start losing the rational evaluation process and start chasing that um, celebrity status. Remember that guy who a couple of years ago was hanging out with Anne Hathaway, the actor, well, you know, the female actor and, um, and 
I think he had the guys from some big hedge fund on the West Coast. I can't remember which one in. And he was running around telling people that he could get a discount on property owned by the Vatican or something like that, like 20% off. So everybody was buying into it. It was a total, you know, he had a conversation with somebody there, but, you know, there was no deal. And, but all these big, like, I think like, you know, the usual suspects, you know, some Bushies, some Tony Blair, some Clintons, some whatever. There was all those big names in it. And then they all saw him with Anne Hathaway. And so, and then this other big hedgy dude. And so everybody thought it was for real. And they all go in and there was nothing there. So when you give all that money away, I think the the thing that's not being said is you're buying that is what you're buying. Okay. And that perception of legitimacy, because these guys are all for hire. You know, they're not, you know, they're not objective because they're getting paid. Yep. to hang out. Yep. So this happens in all business. And I just want to point out that that happens a lot in traditional finance. And it seems like SBF had that game figured out pretty well. Totally, totally did. Hey, guess what chart this is? This is the last 24 hours. Oh, seven days. Sorry, seven days. Oh, no, this. I know it. I know it. I don't need to um spirit swap. Nope. I can't see it. Geist? Ton, ton coin. Ton, yeah. I've been thinking about it. I was looking at Ton today. I'm glad you brought this up. Good. So this is the post that Durov, the CEO of Telegram, put out. Quick back to story for everybody. Um, the the um, uh, Telegram built a blockchain. Uh, the SEC said, C said, give back all the money that you raised to build the mm-hmm. blockchain, which was a billion, I think. So they did. They released it open source. Somebody took, a bunch of people took it over. Project has been rolling. And then a few couple of weeks ago, uh, a five, I don't remember when they launched it. A few weeks ago, they launched a project called Fragment to buy and sell usernames on Telegram. And uh, mm-hmm. that has done $50 million worth sold in less than a month. And he announced in this Telegram message yesterday that uh, they are now building out an entire suite of decentralized tools, DEXs, yada, 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 to deploy on TonChain. Uh, Tunchain nice. is the open source version of the chain that they were building. Uh, things are growing pretty rapidly there. This is um, a not Solidity based, not an EVM based uh, system. It is a C a language called FUNC Funk. Uh, that is a C kind of based language. High performance, fast transactions, fast settlement times, um, comparable to Solana in terms of speed. And uh, so when he announced this yesterday, that's uh, that's what we got here. So from I love it, man. 171 to 188, back down to 173 and hanging around $1.79 right now. Uh, so, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually uh, – th- there's a part of me that loves this because – you know, it's got the built-in, all of the dApps that get deployed, get web interface and get a Telegram bot interface, right? You got however many hundreds of millions of users in Telegram already, right? You've got communities and groups that are thriving and that are have all kinds of potential to be selling shit, to be okay. investing together, et cetera. This to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of ton, but this to me is is going to make me go a little okay. deeper dive into what's being deployed in this, in this, on this chain. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just ask a quick question. Um, first of all, yeah, I've, I've been looking at this since like we talked about it a few months ago or a few weeks ago and I saw it at like a buck, a buck four, and I was trying to decide what to do. And I looked at it this morning and I saw it at a buck 80 and I was like, Oh, I guess that thesis was probably right. 
um, you know, what we talked about. But yeah. here's what's really intriguing to me. And I don't know the technical specs, so maybe you do. But it seems to me just the way that Telegram is built, how it's so purely decentralized, you know, where you're basically you know, carrying around almost like a node's not the right word. But, you know, in your phone, you know, you have it's on every smartphone around. Let's put it that way. Right. Now, my question is, if you lay in DEXs and, you know, all the crypto uh, protocols that he's talking about, I would presume that all the data going back and forth is within a telegram um, uh, encryption protocol. Well, right? so what, whatever you do, if you're initiating act actions via the bots in telegram on the chain, yes. Um, telegram has nothing to do with it. If you're using a web interface to the chain, right? So just like all the dApps we use today on, on Ethereum or Solana or, or Polygon or whatever, they, those have a web interface to them. So every dApp that gets deployed gets deployed as a bot in Telegram and also right. gets deployed with a web interface. So if you're using the bot, you theoretically have the same level of encryption that you would have on your, on your, on your phone. Now, I have to clarify one thing that you just said. You know, ultimately, Telegram is not a decentralized system. The chain is a decentralized system in, in theory, but the um, Telegram itself, everything you do, the connection you make when you're doing a secret chat or whatever, it still initiates through Telegram servers. Now, it is encrypted, yeah. and that's one of the things that uh, Durov is constantly talking about. Um, he constantly rants about uh, WhatsApp being unsecure and unsafe. And, and signal, signal yeah. too, yeah. Signal, yeah. Uh, so uh, the answer to your question is, yeah, if you're doing everything through the Telegram bot, so, and you know me, man, I love a command line interface. I think there's so much yeah. potential for people who are interacting in Telegram to do financial transactions, to do dApps, to do investing, and to use this blockchain right now. I clear it by, there is zero, there is zero reason for people deploying dApps on Polygon, on, on Phantom, on wherever. They can also deploy dApps in Telegram as bots, right? You, you, you can have a wallet in Telegram that works with other blockchains. It doesn't have to be just ton. But That's you, have, interesting. you have this, this centric approach uh, for something like Ton. And you know that Durov, if he's investing developer time into building dApps and applications for this blockchain, and I'm sure he has a big chunk of fucking Ton, right? I mean, you know, he, he was the one that built it originally. I'm sure he bought a shit ton, uh, a shit yeah. ton. Uh, then, then your expectation is you're going to see a lot more happening with Telegram users because now he's taken himself out of the line of fire from from the SEC for owning the chain and deploying the chain and raising money against it. But that doesn't stop him as not being a US citizen from deploying dApps and applications on this chain and making them available to Telegram users. So a quick note, the Figment uh, fragment, the fragment application that allows you to buy and sell usernames and they're adding other functionality to it uh, is, um, yeah, Sh uh, Shizzy says, this is the first time I've heard you uh, I heard about Ton. Could you explain what it is? Layer one. Yes, it's a layer one. Uh, it's a custom built blockchain uh, built by the developers at Telegram. Uh, Telegram raised a billion dollars from VCs to deploy it. They were going to make it an integral part of Telegram. And the Congress and SEC in the United States said, no, you're not. Um, you're not going to be doing that. And so they killed their internal development of it. They returned all the money they raised and they deployed it open source to a team who's been developing it ever since. So fast, high speed, block time is five seconds, finality under six seconds, 
transaction performance is high. <clears throat> Complex transactions performance is very high uh, as opposed to low speed and very low speed on Solana. Uh, sharding support, uh, cross shard communications. I have no idea what the impact of that is from a technology perspective, but um, it's got a community. It's got a few bots out there. It's uh, been growing slowly. There's a pretty good community around it. I've done a bit of a dive into what's going on there. But, you know, things like Telegram making a move like this to actually deploy dApps on it, um, you, we can already see the impact on price, right? In that 24-hour yeah. I mean, he sends out that Telegram message, and this thing goes from $1.71 to $1.88 in, you know, minutes. Uh, so well, um, I think- Because everybody think uses Telegram. Yeah. Everybody uses Telegram, and that's where all the communities are exactly. in crypto. You know, and you think about it, that's where all, I mean- that's where all the big stuff is really going on in my mind versus yeah. say Twitter. Yeah. I think there's more activity on telegram. Nibble says, says it's also an old project. I, I read first read their plans back in early 2018. So it is not a Johnny. Yeah. Lately. Absolutely. Yeah. They, I mean, look, they've been building on this tech for a long time. Uh, and Shizzy says, Oh, kind of like what Facebook did with Aptos. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I'm getting more excited about it. And and to find out that mm -hmm. those devs at telegram are actually deploying apps and that they drove 50 million in sales just selling usernames on the chain um, to me is really impressive. Really impressive. Uh, by the way, US users, you must, I assume that all of his apps will be this way that he deploys. You must VPN into any Telegram built apps. They are blocking US uh, folks. So fragment all of those. Make sure your VPN's on. Um, I did it this morning. Works fine on my phone. Um, anyway. They are going to deploy more things for sale. They're going to deploy other dApps. I'm just, uh, I, I want to, here's what I haven't done yet, Joe. And this is what you and I need to do. I need to go in and see what other applications have been deployed on Ton. I don't think Ton is covered by uh, DeFi Llama. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, I have not looked at all. But yeah, no, I mean, I just, I've always been super impressed with them. And I like the, the you know, as you pointed out, the, I like the fact that, you know, when Signal markets against Telegram, they always say, oh, um, you know, well, the first thing they say is, oh, he's Russian. And then you're like, well, come kind of Google the shit up, dude. It's like you see the history of what happened when his company was seized by, by Putin and he was forced to sell the Russian Facebook, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so he left the country, citizenship other places. He's on the roll. His developers, he pays a shitload of money to because yep. everybody's always trying to co-opt him. So he's paying these guys like five, five million a year or something like that. Yeah, and he didn't make he didn't make a penny on fucking Telegram for years, years. No, yeah, he just now started offering advertising. And he did the you know when, you know when he potentially was going to get himself in trouble by selling pawn, you know, in the U.S. You know, he cut a deal and re remitted all the money back to the investors. So he plays this right. And, and I kind of like the fact that it's, you know, it's encrypted once from you to the server. And then when it's relayed, it's re-encrypted again. I kind of like that double wrap encryption or that double time encryption versus one single endpoint all the way through. Um, yeah. To me, I just think, because I trust, I know sort of where the general idea of where the servers are, um, but I know that they move around. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but again, you know, I love the fact of laying all the crypto stuff in the middle of that, yeah. you know, I mean, however it shakes out, it just, your comms going in and out of protocols and platforms is just that much tighter. 
Yep. Um, when you throw the layers of other stuff you got going on, like you yep. said, VPNs and things like that. Well, so. here's what's really interesting. If you look at the kind of highlights of the of the chain itself uh, on their website, mm -hmm. um, there's an external messaging capability built in. Now, th there are other chains that have this capability, but um, the Ton blockchain and the contracts it hosts can receive external messages from other blockchains and the web in general. This means that one can send a message to a ton smart contract. Now, a message isn't necessarily a communication. It can be do this, take this action, give me this data, right? Um, without having an on-chain account. So people, you can actually make it so a fintech application could interact with data or smart contracts on this blockchain without actually being on-chain, right? So the potential here is if you think about because they have this telegram interface already and all this user base, the potential is to all kinds of friggin' integrations with telegram, you know, telegram already has a shopping cap cart functionality. So if you have a group around your products or services, you can embed in telegram, a shopping cart. So, I mean, this opens, this opens the door to, and they have the ability to view web pages within telegram itself now. Right. So there are all this, they have streaming functionality, all of this functionality that um, uh, we as users go off to the web to do or we do other things to mm -hmm. do. Telegram is like trying to move all of this in and be the interface to decentralized blockchain, to streaming, to community, to groups, to social media, et cetera. Like if you look at it, there are countries in the world like Russia, et cetera, where the number one social media app is Telegram, right? That is actually where social media happens because in the Telegram interface, all of that is to say that the potential with this chain and with this product and with Telegram is, to me, extensive. It doesn't mean they're yeah. going to do it right. It doesn't mean there aren't problems. I haven't done a deep dive on the tech. This is not investment advice. You do whatever you think is best. I have a little bit of play in ton, but nothing massive. But I am taking a deeper dive. I want to look at the developer ecosystem. I want to see how active that community is. I want to see what dApps are being built and deployed. But if Durov is, um, is going to start putting dev muscle into dApps on the platform, um, which I assume will have some level of integration with Telegram. I'm, I'm pretty, well, pretty good about it. Look, this is kind of, okay, first of all, Durov, you have to remember, not you, but everybody, that, um, you know, he sold his Russian MySpace, I think even getting shaken down, he still got 400 million for it, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, that was it. That was and, the number. And then he starts Telegram and has obviously taken this to a huge success. And now he's going to layer in another play that involves, you know, crypto basically in the platform. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't see how you don't bet on him uh, to succeed with this track record um, and with the community and with all the natural attributes of being on a platform like that doing crypto, which is like another layer of security exactly. on top of, you know, all your other security practices. So to me, I, I, I really... I, I think that this is one to look at. I think it's also kind of the nail in the coffin one for, say, Cardano, Stellar, all the like old stuff that doesn't have a future vision. This has a future vision. This has a captive audience. Those groups all had to go build communities by yep. giving away tokens and stuff and doing ICOs. This guy's already got a community. Yeah, he's got so, a giant community. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I think, Everything I see about it is 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 positive. Yeah, definitely. So, but be careful if you're going to start coming in now. Remember, as Brad said, it's moved a lot in the last couple of months. So, you know, do that if you're going to do it. Do something along that twenty five percent rule. 
So you spread out your entry points just yeah. in case there's anything. I mean, my feeling, you know, you know, I was watching the macro guys this morning, you know, talking because of the Fed stuff from yesterday. And, you know, I mean, I kind of think that because of the way everything's lining up this time, that macro kind of is going to lead crypto in the way of crypto not being risk off, still being risk on in the sense of like equities or something to that effect. Because I don't think it needs to all go bad for crypto to do well now. I have a feeling if we're right on our thesis that so much institutional money, I mean, not our thesis, but Pomp's thesis and a bunch of other people's thesis, that all that institutional money is already in, it's just waiting for something to trigger an upside move. It's the same guys that invest in S&P index. You know, they're then also allocating, if they're institutional, you know, they've got some in, you know, some way playing in BTC world. So to me, if their equities traditional side returns are cranking, it only leads to more allocation into the crypto side plays. Yeah. You know, they're going to start parking more. So to me, I think that could be a huge driver going forward. Um, and, and that's why I feel really positive right now about where we are in the market, you know, crypto wise. I just feel it like it's, you know, it, it's not doom and gloom to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm feeling... I'm seeing, when I like just talking about this project ton, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, my read is, you know, I'll say it right now. I think in the next cycle that that is going to crank. I don't know where it's going to go to, but you can't, I mean, I could see it outpacing Solana, you know, stuff like that easily. Um, Because it has an underlying business and commerce already going on. Yeah, it's and, it's, and it's, got potential, it's got the potential to fulfill the money piece. You know, remember we were talking about this a couple of months ago, the fact that we've done great adapts and all that other shit, but the actual buying and selling of shit with crypto, you know, it happens. Don't get me wrong. People do. I do. I've bought stuff before with crypto, but it's not like a core part of what we do with crypto. We're investing with crypto. We're building projects with crypto, but we're not like... I'm not buying shit from Amazon with crypto. I'm not buying shit from Amazon. But this has the potential to open that door a little more to that and getting people to build it and do it and, you know, have an integrated wallet in Telegram that lets me just buy from my favorite stores, right? You know, maybe there's a a model where somebody builds like an Amazon-like interface in Telegram to a bunch of different stores that are in Telegram. I don't know. But I, I think it has... I think it has a strong potential to do that. I'm, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm excited about this. And the other part of me is I just love a good bot-like command line interface. And I think there's a lot of potential from that perspective as well for, for Telegram. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one to watch. I almost, I think when I was doing my three top 10 lists, like tier one, tier two, and tier three, I think they were sitting, I finally ended up getting them on my third list, I believe. Um just because I think, you know, it kind of fits in that long, longish term category to me. Right. But, but not like where you're betting on a decimal point and seven zeros and you're buying 30 million. Like it's not like a poly doji kind of thing, exactly. you know, it's going to be all hype. This is already a real business. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, this is something like, this is much more along like kind of the digital strategy stuff of the late nineties, you know, where you, we're taking core analog businesses and adding revenue streams around digital stuff that hadn't happened before. I mean, up to that point, IT was a cost center. It was yep. an expense. Yep. <laughs> it was yep. all system admin. So the kind of revenue, I look at this and I say, 
it's almost like he's doing the same thing. Yep. You know, he's kind of adding now the crypto revenue stream to the platform. Yep. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, um, good play. Definitely one to consider. That's for sure. But Bitcoin's had a little bit of recovery. ETH's had a little bit of recovery last couple of days. So good to see, right? Yeah. BTC was up over 17 earlier today. I think it's retreated a little bit below, but you know, anything like that, you know, that's all positive. That shows, you know, to me, that shows the same thing. Institutional money, after listening to Powell talk yesterday, realized the next rate hikes are 50 or 25 is what it looks like. If, I mean, dare I say, potentially, you know, nothing. Um, because they're recognizing that they have to tone it down now, that the effects are happening. Um, but they still want to get, they're at four, they still want to get to like four and a half, five. But they're basically saying they're not going to tank the economy. Right. over this. Yeah. So to me, that gets all the institutional guys happy. And so, you know, again, you see activity across the spectrum, I think, because of that. Well, now, you know, like anything, other people are going to trade against that and they're going to try to, you know, make some money. Um, but to me, that's a good trend. I mean, that's a good initiator that makes me positive. Yeah. Um, so again, I feel, you know, but I lean positive. But when I'm like stressing, and stuff's not looking good. I mean, you know me, I can't sit there. I'm like losing it um, yeah. when I'm waiting for the bottom to drop out. And I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I'm waiting for the bottom to yeah, drop me out. Yeah, so. me neither. Niblet said, I, I missed a couple of comments. Niblet said, WeChat makes me very uncomfortable. I extension any comms app that tries to rap too much. Interesting. Mm. Uh, which Telegram is doing, right? Uh, but he says, but at least the CCP doesn't have board seats on Telegram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, WeChat, I... You know, every time I used to deal with some of the life, the latest group of Chinese were mainly the life sciences people, and they always wanted you on WeChat. And I'm kind of like, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I have it. That into I my have phone. it. I no. have it, but I use it on desktop. As Shizzy says, yeah. makes a good point. I have not done any dive into tokenomics at all on this project. Five billion tokens with only one billion circulating. He says, man, the tokenomics are rough. That's back to the ton blockchain. Yeah. And I have yep. no idea the mechanisms. I don't know what the burn rates are. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. So that's something else that we need to dive into besides what projects are on there. You know, that said, um, I think when you have that many users, uh, that may that may wash that out a little bit. But I definitely agree that that's uh, that's a little bit concerning from that perspective. But we'll we'll take a look. Yeah, um, well, look, you're, the key point, like you said, Brad, is that look, if you're doing an ICO and you're marketing tokens, let's say, or a TGE. And you come out with the big marketing campaign, you double twenty percent. Well, everybody who comes in early is then sitting there on like a trigger finger, waiting for dilution and ready to dump at any time. Yeah. Um, I think that, and then of course you're then building something that is right now a white paper. <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's a lot of execution risk there. To me, I feel like the platform is essentially built at ton. Because of Telegram, in my mind. I mean, the community and users and the ecosystem and all of that's already there. So I'm not as worried about the emissions on that. that I mean, I'm looking at it, yes. But to me, I think it's, um, it's more about accommodating the future users in Telegram and making sure that there's enough, uh, you know, like M1 supply, let's say, in Telegram to fund, you know, all the commerce. Yeah. Just like you think about all the commerce on um, Facebook around the world. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think it could generate that level. And so I would be thinking that might be what it's for, but definitely good catch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chuck brought this up. I completely forgot to bring it up. Uh, so thank you, Chuck, for bringing it up. He said, so Uniswap doing NFTs and airdropping USD. Did you guys talk about that yesterday? No, 
We did not, but thank you for bringing mm -hmm. it up, Chuck. Uh, Uniswap had acquired a uh, NFT platform called Genie. And so uh, at the launch of <clears throat> NFT trading on the Uniswap platform, they decided to reward the past users of Genie. Uh, I think it's 300 bucks a pop for anybody that did uh, a transact, did completing more than one transaction or $1,000 for holding a Genie Genesis NFT before a snapshot taken by Uniswap in April. Uh, so it's in USDC, you get 300 bucks. Uh, if you were a past user of that platform. So be sure and check it out. But this also brings up like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Uniswap is kind of the engine of swapping uh, default in, in DeFi altogether. But obviously there are plenty of competitors. Um, but moving into the NFT space is a really significant move for them and a mo significant move for the space. I haven't looked at all, Joe, at what they have, what that looks like, right? I have no idea what um what uh, i haven't been on uniswap in a while i was on sushi swap this morning and i was also on quick swap um and i was on spirit swap yeah. but i haven't been on um you know i just i just i mean because that's on eth predominantly i just every other platform or chain has other choices that i like better i well, guess here's um, the nft interface um yeah, look, I mean, uh, uh, they're an open C competitor now. See, the great, great idea to me. I mean, look, you're already doing like setting markets for tokens. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're setting the markets, but you're already facilitating that for customers. So now you're facilitating like NFT listings. And the next thing is, you know, however, we start trying to figure out NFT liquidity pools and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fractionalization of NFTs. You're already a financial services site. I mean, I think this is a great, great move for the space. Well, yeah, look, I mean, you've got a competitor in OpenSea that's centralized, that blocks actions, you know. So um, if this is, and I don't know, I got, I got to look closer at Genie, but if the platform is truly decentralized um, and they're not a gatekeeper, then that opens up uh, a lot of possibilities uh, for people. It also gives them an opportunity. Look, I mean, <laughs> you've already got a platform that's composable that people use for swapping tokens. It makes complete sense that this will be available uh, from a developer's perspective to integrate with other platforms, right? And people who are already comfortable with trust Uniswap as their trading engine in their DAP or whatever are going to be comfortable with, with uh, NFT yeah. engine as well. So I think this is uh, uh, actually has a ton of potential. So Chuck, thank you so much for, uh, uh, bringing that Did up you forgot about it. So you had to have purchased the Genie NFT before April? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, or done X number of transactions, yada, yada, yada. On the on Genie or on Uniswap? On Genie. On Genie. Oh, well, basically, yeah. they're rewarding the past customers of Genie. You know, yeah, I've um, never made it there. So, Did you ever uh, do anything? No, no, I had nothing. Yeah. Uh, hadn't even heard about it before, uh, before this news. So Yeah, no, but I like it. it. Again, the space... The NFT space in general, as we know, is pretty much in the crater right now, but it'll rebound. So making <laughs> I mean, moves like this in a down market, they're like low cost moves and you get yeah. so much potential strategic bang for it, uh, bang for the buck. Um, yeah. I think it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Look at, wait, is this, oh, oh, it's showing, uh, oh, so they do a comparison table of the bigger NFT projects and how many listings are on Uniswap versus OpenSea versus X2Y2 and looks rare. That's uh, that's interesting. 
So they're mm. just doing a direct comparison. Board Ape Yacht Club. Look at this. Look how many people. That's this is pretty fucking astounding. Uniswap has. Wait, go back. For Board Ape Yacht Club, Uniswap has a sixty-six point eight zero ETH floor with six hundred and ninety-three listings for sale of the Board Ape Yacht Club versus OpenSea sixty-nine point four four ETH floor, five hundred and thirty-seven listings. This is in like two fucking days that they're overtaking OpenSea for the biggest projects in the NFT space. That's. that's well, I think everybody's funny. sick of OpenSea at this point, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after the for the insider trading scandal there, and you know, I mean, and then of course everybody's you know NFTs are off what probably ninety five percent right now. Yeah. Um. So you're just sitting on it, waiting for the next run. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I was looking at them the other day just to see, hey, did any of these like the who was the Searlight ones? I was like, any of these going back up? No, there's nothing moving in the space at all. So, you know, when then. You know, you knock this, you get all the scandals where we, you know, we take the big hits in DeFi. It just takes disposable income away from people that would yeah, normally absolutely. could go to NFTs and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it'll just take time, but it'll be back. Yeah. Oh, look at Doki. Oh, wait. Oh, he's also, they're also pulling in from outside. That's interesting. I wonder if Doki did an integration. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Niblet says, I know peeps love to dunk on Doge, but how the hell is it still top 10 and grew an order of magnitude greater than space average over past week? I don't get it, dude. It's all about, you know, it's all about community. It's all about the cult of it. It's all about no. the hype of it. It's all about the Elon of it. It's all about all that shit, dude. You know, I mean, Elon's actively engaged with the, Do the Doge community. He's working with the development team there from what I understand, you know, it's, it's all of that. And you know, I have no problem with Doge, like none. I love the community. I love the fact that they started off doing from the beginning, doing a lot of charitable shit. I love that it's a joke. I don't love all of the copycats, but I love this. I love that there's a segment of this world that's fun, you know, and, and that people have made money on and they're chasing it. I don't like that people think this is all of crypto who come in from new and, oh, I got mm -hmm. Doge and I got fucking ADA. Okay, no. <laughs> Please. Oh, and I invested in USDT too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, you you're going to get 300x, dude, on USDT. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, that that I'd want to change, but it's also a hook, right? Everybody knows the mm. name Doge out in the in the normie world. Everybody knows kind of the connection potentially to Elon Musk and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. So you know. Yeah, Dishizzy, this is an awesome point, dude. Doge is no longer a meme coin. It's a community coin. And I really right. I really believe that. I totally believe that. And and they've got rejuvenated effort around it. New development team, new money developing it, new board. So from my perspective, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a gateway. I think it's well, an entryway into, into crypto. It is what it is. But but here's what's interesting, Dishizzy's point. And you know, let's think back about ton for a second. So Doge has a coin and then builds a community trying to get people to interact and do stuff. Um, I don't really know what people are doing in the community. I suspect it's, you know, basic community stuff on Discord or something like that. But you look at Tony and you realize what the activity on that community that's been going on that really didn't have a token at the beginning. Um, and you could just see when you see that and what's Doge's market cap, what, probably seven billion or something right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and you go 13.56. Okay. Yeah. 1.64 billion traded in the last 24 hours. So, 
I would venture to say that Telegram's community is significantly more robust than Doge's community at this point. And I'd also venture to say that there's a lot more going on on Telegram than on Doge right yeah, now. No, yeah. Look, in fairness, you know, when Doge launched years ago, it, it yeah. launched as a joke. And right. then the community said, well, fuck it. We've got this community. Let's let's do charitable acts. Right. And so they built the coin around doing charity and tipping. There was a lot of tipping activity, helping yeah. tipping people for cool posts on platforms, et cetera, tweets, whatever. <laughs> well, now, so now they're trying to build out more around it. And, you know, Elon yeah. funded some of that. I think Mark Cuban funded something there. So, so, so here's but my, I do my agree with you. I do agree with you that the community potential for Telegram and Ton is dramatically larger than what Doge already has over all these years of build. And the point you're making, I think, is that when you've got hundreds of millions of users that you can expose a, a token to and dApps mm -hmm. and DeFi to in a format and user interface that they're used to, that's some tremendous fucking potential. Yeah. And my point is not to diminish Doge. I mean, no. you know, it's not my favorite. My point is just to say, if Doge has a $13.5 billion market cap, to get to the level of, say, comparable, maybe not exactly doing the same thing, but the same level of, say, economic value of community exchange in that community. Yeah. I mean, the market cap has to get to like $100 billion to yeah. get to, say, what Telegram has now. Right. So my only point is that you, Telegram is so far ahead right now in that area. And all they got to do, like you said, is just lay everything into the community um, that's crypto related. I mean, that just makes the, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking trash about Doge. I'm just using it as a comp, but that makes the whole ton argument even stronger in my mind yeah. when you see, you know, where they need to get to, to get to. Well, um, and this is interesting because Shizzy said, uh, Raul Paul said uh, a while ago that the next cycle will be community coins. Last cycle was meme coins. Mm. Dodge will probably lead again. You know, that interesting. Doge will probably lead again. You know what? That makes a ton of sense. And it also it ties does. into exactly what you're saying, Joe, right? Look, we're seeing community tokens. We're seeing influencer tokens. We're seeing all this capability being built around communities. It's what we as humans gravitate to. We have our communities on Twitter. We have mm -hmm. our communities in Telegram, whatever. You know, and I will tell you, for material indicators, we've thought a lot about doing an NFT kind of thing for our subscribers or a way to leverage the community into the crypto ecosystem. And so I totally agree with that. I, I actually think that the community coins will be a big part of it. And I think that sub communities of each coin will be a big part of it as well. So I, I really like that. And I think that feeds directly into what you were saying, Joe is. Yeah. I think I mean, it all makes, it all yeah. fits. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's just an investment thesis. And when you see the other ones that have that are working so hard to build communities. And then you see that ton already has it. It just makes you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to be easier to like user adoption and things like that. Cause you don't have to build it and then go find the people. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Doge has tons of people. That's not where I'm really trying to compare it to, but I just think it's a tremendous advantage. So it's definitely one I'm paying attention to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, you're right on the community stuff because you know, we see it in social, we see it everywhere. We're social animals. You know, we really do want to communicate these electronic, I mean, be with others. And these electronic interfaces, while promising in, say, the functionality of it, don't deliver the holistic elements of community building. And anyone who can kind of, you know, the, the feeling of safety or everything's going to be okay, all those kind of basic human needs, um, 
whoever can do that in the most real way is going to win. And I think that people also want to have trusted communities, you know, like just when you think about all the Twitter arguing and things like that. Um, and everybody keeps talking about that. And you know, it's funny. I mean, I haven't been doing much of it the last week or so. I kind of got burnt, but you know, I don't see the, I mean, obviously we don't want propaganda and disinformation, but you know, when I just start blocking a few people that I don't like what they're saying, or it's not what I care to see, it just tightened the loop down. I don't see anything that I don't want to see anymore, which is good and bad, I guess. But, but it doesn't get me, it doesn't make me upset. Cause I'm not, or, you know, there's nothing, I'm not seeing anything that I don't want to see. Let's put it that way. We're, The way the media is portraying it is that everybody's just getting, you know, slammed with all the propaganda stuff. I mean, I just, you know, I blocked Elon, so now I don't see any of his shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, it's not because I don't think the guy or respect the guy. It's just because I don't want to see all the arguments back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's tightened up. It's made it a trusted community for me now. Definitely. Of course, I've weeded out a lot of the people that I don't want to hear from, but you do the same thing in anything we do. Bacteria do it. Animals do it. Humans do it. You know, there, there's that need to connect. Yeah. And so anybody who's got that, you're right. Community coins, that is going to be a cool play. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's guest, Sean, XBT, right. on the show. We're going to talk about uh, some some chatter from uh, Bitcoin Maxi land and uh, See what else we uh, see. What else he's got going on? Where he thinks we are in the market? All that good shit. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and I always love when he comes on the show. It's always yep. fun. I get to catch up on all my BTC homework. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. That's all I got, Joe. Yeah, I think it's uh, look. I think we're in a good space. I mean, holidays coming up. You know, this is the first, right? Yeah, December first. Um, you know, I I I just feel like the U.S. is going to pull off this soft landing. And I think Europe's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the lead. And it looks like even with China, you know, now China is like saying, oh, well, F the lockdown. <laughs> you just pull the plug on everything. And, you know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen because they have huge under vaccination rates at the over 60 level. Um, probably going to be a lot of bodies, but, you know, nobody cares at this point. And um, at least none of the money people do. And if China market's going to come back on, you know, you look at all the luxury brands, LV and everybody, they're all popping. Um, So, you know, that means more support for Europe and Western markets um, in the sense that capital transfers, et cetera. So I'm feeling really good about that part of the market. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that translates to crypto, but at least it's not going to drag it down. Yeah, I agree. I think that's awesome. Shizzy said, got to get the hat, gloves, and coat ready. The polar bear tomorrow. Well, that's good. That's right. Yeah, definitely. All right, dude, let's wrap it up. All Ethan, right, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Shizzy, Niblets, Chuck, Euphoric, thank you so much for participating. Uh, Drew, thank you so much for the shout out on Twitter. We love you and appreciate you. We love and appreciate all of you for listening, watching, telling your friends about us. If you're watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify, uh, or listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, help us boost our ranking in the algorithm there. So when people are searching for DeFi, they find us or crypto, etc. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, click the little bell to make sure you get alerted when new episodes come up. And while you're watching, please smash that thumbs up button so we get a boost over there as well. 
We appreciate all you. We'll be back tomorrow with Sean, the, my favorite Bitcoin maxi. Uh, look forward to uh, chatting about his thoughts. And uh, I, I love just turning the show over to him mostly. So uh, that'll be no, fun. No, it's fun because we get to have like, it's like a, a quick, you know, it's like a jam session basically on BTC. Yeah. And that's what's and, fun because we just riff with him basically. Yeah. Yeah, plus he gives me perspective on the market that I'm not thinking about during the week because I don't dive mm -hmm. into the same shit he does. So I'm loving it. You know, it makes me come back out of it. And after spending two days with a lot of Bitcoiners, I'm really excited to see where he, what he comes out with. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll just have to pop some popcorn and kick back and listen to the exchange like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm clicking in the broadcast. Buddy. You ready? Yeah, be safe, man. Everybody, have a good day. If you're doing anything, be safe about it. Quarter steps in, you know, measure risk. Um, but, you know, we're feeling pretty good out there. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. Cheers. See you all. Have a good day.